You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the star-spangled man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixies out of your pockets, sprinkle some pixie dust around, grab your happiest summertime thoughts, and fly away with me to Neverland. Guess who? It's me. It's your Jeremy. It's your spider pan, and I am flying away to Neverland, and I didn't come alone. Eric Warren. Eric, 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 Eric Warren. Eric Warren. You know, I'm getting used to having my own theme song. <laughs> hey there, Neverlanders! How's it going? Oh my goodness, it's it's been going good. We've been we've been going a couple of weeks without you, which has been kind of weird. Well, I'll tell you, it's been a pretty um, interesting phase of my life lately, but uh, I'm back! Yay! <laughs> And you've been missing all the fun. We've had some Donald Duck fun, some Wonder Woman fun, but now, my goodness, this week, uh, there's a lot of stuff actually going on right this week, right now. The Electronics Entertainment Expo, also known as E3, has been going on, and there's a lot of really cool video game information going on. Oh, and speaking of stories, so mm-hmm. I, I've got one. Okay, so y'all yes. know that I've been driving for Uber here, uh, over, especially over the summer. I'm kind of full-time until school starts back up. Uh, well, I've been... Uh, I can set up with Pandora to play on the Uber app so I can listen to whatever songs, and I've set up a Pandora channel based on the Sherman Brothers, which gets oh, wow. me... Yeah, it gets me all kinds of Disney music. It's fun. Uh, so I picked up this one guy. Uh, I was taking him to the airport, and I was playing my Disney music, and it was playing... Um, let's see... Well, it was something from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. And he, he kind of listens and he says, uh, are you listening to show tunes? I says, no, actually, I'm. Uh, this is from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. He goes, oh, yeah. And it turns out he's this big Disney fan. And his family goes to Disney parks all the time. And we were kind of chatting. But uh, he was telling me that he was actually in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom on 9-11-2001. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he said uh, it was kind of scary. They had a, like, they, they called for this evacuation and told the, the cast members to execute Plan A. Now, I don't know what Plan A was, but he said there was some interesting confusion because they were trying to orderly evacuate the entire park. Everybody was getting out of there. And some employees, well, cast members, were coming along actually trying to get in to come to work. And they're like, no, I'm here to work. And the other cast members were telling them, no, everybody's got to get out of here. This We might be a target. You don't know what's going on. And so it apparently was very, very interesting. 
but yeah, that's that's part of the fun of driving through Uber is getting to meet different people and finding other different Disney fans or Marvel fans or Star Wars fans and striking up conversation and giving them all a card and hoping perhaps they listen in. And this guy might be listening right now. And uh, I'd kind of like to see what other stories he might have because it was very interesting. But uh, it was kind of fun. So, <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yep. Well, I suppose we should go and get some news going then. Yes, yes. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. There is actually some leaked information. Well, I don't know how leaked this is, but... Uh, well, we are talking about spies. We're talking about dangerous... So. Yeah, so uh, yeah. EndorExpress.net actually has released some information on how the Rebel Spy is chosen on Star Tours. Yes, now, if, if, you're, if you haven't uh, been on Star Tours 2.0, uh, at the beginning of every ride... The Empire comes to, well, try and take over your star speeder, looking for a rebel spy who is among the passengers on board your star speeder 2000. And I know there's people who have been like, oh, I never get to be the rebel spy. And they're always trying to figure out a secret to how to be the rebel spy. Well, the secret is that there isn't really a secret other than no. follow the rules, you know, when they tell you to not put on your goggles yet, don't put on your goggles because they may be trying to take a picture possibly of you because it's not random. It's actually a cast member who's in there is going to choose somebody. They will they have a set of photos. They will pick one of the photos, crop it, and you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's uh, pretty cut and dry, but uh, certainly if uh, you can find any way to make yourself stand out just a little bit, whether you're wearing a princess crown or if you're there for with a big party, they might just go ahead and select you. Yep, and if they don't choose anybody, apparently there are options of other things that can pop up, including George Lucas. Yes, he does show up. It's a little Easter egg, really. It doesn't come up as George Lucas as the rebel spy, but when it's uh, showing you the image. It flashes several different pictures. One of those pictures is of George Lucas. It'll be interesting to see, you know, watch them do that at some point when I ride. But of course, you know, next time I get a ride, I want to be the rebel spy. But don't we mm-hmm. all want to be the rebel spy? We do. Uh, you know what? I, I have had a rebel spy within my own family. Oh my goodness. That's my oldest daughter. She didn't even tell me that she was the spy until we were on the ride. I Her picture flashed up there. I turned to her and said, what, what? What is this? Why did you join the resistance? <laughs> well, you it's know, a being a spy means you don't tell your father that you're a spy, right? Uh, I guess not. I guess not. You know, I just really wish she would have told me that she knew R2. Yeah, she could introduce you. He could have, uh, I don't know, signed an autograph somehow. I'm or, sure Astromechs you know, have a way to do that sort of thing. Exactly. Well, he's got that little arm that comes out of his body. And yeah, so... You know, could zap you yeah, and say, yeah. I got zapped by R2. Make a little electric burn mark tattoo, you know, scorch it branded into you. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, are you ready to hear something? Uh, I'm always ready to hear something. Well, listen to this. And now it's not going to play. 
Everything's running slow on the computer today. Well, that's okay. We've got plenty of Dead Space to fill up here. Sure we do. Dead Space. Oh, that's a video game that I haven't played. But, uh, oh, look, here we go. I think I've got to get it going now. All right. Uh, well, maybe. Yes, that is the actual theme for the upcoming DuckTales. And Ooh. we know when it's premiering. Yes! So, yes. Oh, now this go. website's actually going to work for me where I was trying to play it before. <laughs> oh, we're just going to have Funny, technical it's issues. some good music underneath, though. <laughs> but uh, I, but, yeah, I, yes. I, I thought they were going to have this over the summer. Uh, so I was expecting to hear something like really soon that was going to be here in June. But uh, no, actually, August 12th, it's going to start at midnight. I figure that's probably Eastern time. They're mm -hmm. going to start going as a one-hour television movie for 24 consecutive hours on Disney XD. So you get a chance we'll to watch plenty this. Of opportunities. Yes. Plenty of time. And but, that, then, that's only, but that is only the one-hour premiere that they're going to be showing over that 24 hours. Right. Then you're going to get two new episodes on Saturday, September 23rd, which also happens to be the 30th anniversary of the original Emmy award-winning series. No, 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 that can't be right. I, I, I distinctly remember, you know, sitting down with my bowl of uh, Cap and Crunch and watching DuckTales, you know, it wasn't 30 years ago, couldn't have been. Absolutely could not have been. Yeah, apparently oh, it was. It, it seems like it was just last Saturday. Yeah, well, they don't In show fact, cartoons on Saturday anymore. <laughs> well, when I can pop my DuckTales DVD into the Blu-ray player and... There you go. ...pour myself a bowl of Cap'n Crunch, but... Yeah! Yeah! That's what we gotta do. Uh, but we're looking at a, a 7 a.m., an 11 a.m., a 2 p.m. I mean, there's gonna be showings all day. So... Oh, yeah. Hopefully this is going to be good now. Uh, with this opening thing, you, we, we get to see a little bit. We see Mrs. Beagley, uh, we see a very different look. Instead of kind of being this overweight uh, maid. Matronly. Yeah. Yeah, she's not matronly. Now she's all kind of buff looking and wearing glasses and a jacket. and No-nonsense attitude. Yeah. Uh, hopefully she's still fun. But I was like, wow, that, that character doesn't look as much fun. And there's some weird robot thing that... Well, and... It, it echoes the design of one of uh, uh, of Gyro Gearloose's robots from the original series. Yeah, it does, kind of. Which were she created to protect the money back. So uh, that could very well be the, the, the case here. But this opening sequence is rather fun. It's all uh, Scrooge is chasing around a dime all over the place, which I'm figuring has to be his lucky dime. The lucky dime. Yes. Yes, because of course, for some reason, every sinister plot has something to do with that lucky dime. 
Well, you know, it was what Magic Hit the Spell was always trying to steal from Scrooge. You know, something about that dime was uh, magic. Yeah, I never did exactly figure out what was so magic about it, other than, you know, I guess it was a lucky dime and must have had well, something it, to it because... It was it was Scrooge's first dime that he earned. Yeah. And every, you know, through all of his uh, young life as an adventurer, an explorer, steaming down the Mississippi River, going up to the Yukon, the one constant that he had was that dime. Uh, as he gained and lost fortunes, he was always able to keep that dime. And he yeah. owes all of his success to learning what he learned when he earned that dime by being swifter than the Swifties. Tougher than the Toughies and smarter than the Smarties. Exactly. But, you know, one thing that I really liked about this is this, we've seen little bits and pieces of animation for this so far, but this is the first time we've seen a continuous segment. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say, when I first saw the character designs, I was a little turned off. They seemed a little too modern, but I gotta tell you, Something about watching this uh, this theme really evokes a lot of the Carl's Bark uh, design aesthetic yeah. for me. And yeah. So I, it, it helps get me a bit more excited for this. I mean, certainly I, I was disappointed when I learned that the original, you know, the, the cast members who are still with us are not part of this uh, new iteration of DuckTales. But you know what? I, I'm starting to like it. Yep. And I noticed the lyrical change because a lot of people always get the lyric wrong. Tales of daring do bad and good luck tales is the original mm-hmm. lyric. And I noticed it was slightly changed So because I guess they realized a lot of people got confused because no one uses the phrase daring do anymore. Mm-hmm. So they thought it was daring do bad and good luck tales. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed a slight lyrical change, but I guess it's okay. It's, it throws me off, though, when I, when I listen to this, anytime I watch this video. But, yeah, it's a small thing. But speaking of a, the cast, we've got a complete list here. Oh, yes. Well, okay. We already know David Tennant was Scrooge McDuck, which I love that. We have Danny is Booty. Is that Scrooge? I was just going to say, is that Scrooge McDuck or Scrooge McDuck? We'll have to wonder. Could the doctor <laughs> actually regenerate into a duck? Could be. That would explain why he's smarter <laughs> than the Smarties. Could be. But as you are saying, Danny Pooty is going to be Huey. Huey. Ben Schwartz as Dewey, Bobby Monahan as Louie, Kate Macucci as Webby Vanderquack, Beck Bennett as Launchpad McQuack, Tox Olagundoy, I hope I said that right, as Mrs. Beakley, and Tony Anselmo as Donald Duck. Oh, but we've got yep. more. And well, but but then again, here I just said we don't have any cast members returning. Tony Anselmo is still yeah. with us. Well, but Donald Duck didn't get that many episodes in the original series. I'm hoping to see a lot more Donald Duck. Yes. I mean, the guy is 83 years old. He, he's got to make some appearances. <laughs> but uh, some recurring guest voices, and I'll let you go through this list, because that's a long list. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's going to start with Lin-Manuel Miranda, you know, the uh, the composer and the musician who did all of the songs for Moana, mm-hmm. as Gizmo Duck. Also, Fractal Cabrera. I certainly hope that uh, Blatherskite is still his code word. Yeah. Blather and Blatherskite. Oh. Exactly. And then we've got Allison Janney as Goldie O'Gilt, Margot Martindale as the villainous Ma Beagle, Paul F. Tompkins as Gladstone Gander, Kimiko Glenn as the well-traveled team Lena, Jim Rash as the mad scientist Gyro Gearloose. I was about to say he was a college administrator, but no, he's Gyro Gearloose. 
Josh Brenner as tech billionaire Mark Beeks. This is a brand new character. Yeah. Eric Bauza as the Beagle Boys. You skipped over Keith Ferguson as Scrooge's arch enemy, Flintheart Glumgold. I did. I did. And I'm sorry about that because, yes, how can there be any arch enemy other than Flintheart Glumgold? Yes. Which we got to see him in the opening. He's a little bit heavier looking. Mm Mm-hmm. And how can we forget Corey Burton as Ludwig von Drake? Yes! I love that. I am so stoked that we've got Corey Burton. Have you ever heard how he figured out how to do the voice for Ludwig von Drake? I know I've heard him talk about it on some show, because he does a spot on, and it's not an impression. He really just embodies um, Paul Freese, really, when when he he just captures the same performance somehow or another and ends up sounding kind of like Paul Freese. Exactly. And slight changes. Mm -hmm. Well, the way that he figured it out is he was listening to a tape of Paul Freese as Ludwig von Drake and just trying to get up to that that manic-type sound. And he realized that it wasn't just Paul Freese becoming more manic. The tape had been sped up during the recording. (laughs) And that unlocked the character. Well, there you go. I'm just happy to have the character in in there, because I love Ludwig von Drake. He always was one of my favorites. I just loved him. (laughs) Oh, yes. You know, the the whole Duck family really is is tremendous. You know, I'm, again, really excited to see where this new series is going to go, what it's going to give us, uh, see how it adapts some of the classic stories that uh, we may know from uh, Carl Barks, uh, perhaps even some of the work that Don Rosa has done, and I'm not going to say that Don Rosa hates DuckTales, uh, he just uh, has a different perspective on it. Yeah, uh, and there, there have been some reprints of those comics, and I would like to get some and read some of the more of the originals. Uh, and mm-hmm. there is even some newer Mickey Mouse comics I saw uh, at the comic shop. They have, uh, they're kind of some of them are kind of a little bit of that Funko style. At least that's what the cover had a Funko style Mickey Mouse on the cover. But there's some newer mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse comics even that the, that they're making. So, uh, but I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure you can and, find a lot of those classics out there. Oh yeah, and and much of the Disney comics uh, of the Fab Five, they are coming to us from Europe, where European artists have been working on these comics for years. And so now we're seeing some of this come uh, back to the States so we can uh, enjoy their work as well. But, uh, you know, if, if you really want to get a good look into uh, what forms DuckTales, you can't go wrong by starting with any of Carl Barks' work or by uh, looking at the history of Uncle Scrooge by Don Rosa. Because Don Rosa takes uh, these different individual stories over a, a lifetime of work by Carl Barks and finds a way to connect everything into a single narrative that shows like i mentioned how he earned his fortune and lost it and earned it and lost it and everything that he went through it's uh, uh currently produced by fanographics and i have seen the books at uh, like barnes and noble for like about 35 dollars that'd be so, worth it yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah and i just realized you probably haven't been hearing me all that well or at least i might be sounding a little bit clearer now actually you do sound better now <laughs> Helps if you have the microphone in front of your face. <laughs> I was wondering, I was thinking it's because of your new location. You just sounded like you were in a chamber. Yes, yes, I am in a brand new location. Uh, I did move, and uh, you know what? I, I'm in this new location. Uh, you know, secret, squirreled away from the rest of the family, uh, squirreled away from the rest of the world, and here to devote myself to the Neverland Podcast tonight. 
Yep, and and whenever he's done recording with me, he will come out of the closet. Oh. <laughs> I had to go for it. <laughs> no further comment. No further comment, but yeah, you're in a very small space. But that's okay, that's why we fly to Neverland, so you're open in the trees and we're all, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Ooh, okay, so we'll, we'll call this pretty close to my number two favorite film composer. If, oh, no, actually, probably is my number two favorite. I mean, there's a lot of really good film composers, but I gotta say uh, he's probably number two after, of course, John Williams is king. Uh, yes, and Michael Giacchino yes. is, is climbing the ranks for me. But Well, Al- Alan Silvestri is up there for me as well. Yeah, Alan Silvestri so, and James Horner. Uh, mm-hmm. God, there's so many good ones. I mean, there's Jerry Goldsmith. I mean, yeah. But... Danny Elfman, I've always uh, because some of the work he's done, stuff like Batman and Batman Returns and this two Spider-Man out of three movie. Spider-Man movies, yeah. Uh, the big top the Pee-wee. Flash. And yes, the original Flash television. So much stuff. The Simpsons theme song? Yeah. Justice League. He's going to do the Justice League. Yes. Which is a nice change, you know, because... Um, he, he did do Avengers Age of Ultron, and so mm-hmm. now that Zack Snyder has to, had to step away, which I, I and frequently I say it's because he's had some family difficulties. Uh, from other articles I've seen, uh, apparently his daughter passed away. Uh, so be in prayers for the, the Snyder family if you're so inclined to do such a thing, but that's why he has stepped away from the Justice League film. And in steps... Um, Joss Whedon and Joss Whedon having worked with Danny Elfman before brought Danny Elfman on board now to compose the score for the upcoming Justice League film which is a very cool idea why do I suddenly wish that uh, he had the rain to put in a few uh, melodies from his Batman movies yeah, well you know it is the Warner Brothers thing and all that stuff is still copyright through the Warner Brothers so I, I don't see why he couldn't <laughs> But, you, you know, I, I actually got to watch the Lego Batman movie for the first time this week. And, you know, they certainly included uh, those orchestral themes in that. Yeah, oh, I need to go get a copy of that. I love that movie. That was really good. But but I am really excited about this because, you know, just like you, Danny Elfman is one of my favorite uh, composers. And, you know, no no disrespect to Hans Zimmer, but, you know, the... He hasn't really so much had themes for his characters in his movies of late. I mean, we can certainly point out to that uh, electric guitar riff for Wonder Woman um, and, and, and some of the motifs that were used for uh, Batman and Superman and Batman v Superman. But, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to a composer who imbues his score with themes for the characters huh. and has with it. Oh well, I see. Uh, the uh, Antonius Tom Holkenberg, also A.K.A. Junkie XL, is actually credited with Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. So mm-hmm. he's probably the one who would have come up with that that guitar thing for um, Wonder Woman, because that's actually where that premiered. It was in that film, and mm-hmm. then they just continued to use it in the the new Wonder Woman film. Which the new Wonder Woman film was that Hans Zimmer doing that? Uh, to be honest, I don't know, and I haven't seen that yet, so no spoilers, please. You haven't seen it. Well, I, when I reviewed it, I, I'm hoping I didn't spoil it. But... No, no, you you didn't. You didn't. I listened to the review this last week, and no, you haven't spoiled it. I am still looking forward to it. Um, but uh, I just haven't had a chance to see that, or Pirates, Dead Men, Tell No Tales yet. Although I have seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 twice. Oh, yes. Well, of course, you've been busy moving and things like that, so I understand how that works. Well, and I had to deal with that trash panda. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, but some other big news coming around, actually, because E3 is going on right now, and we get to talk some games. And now, recently, uh, I guess it was the weekend after you were moving, uh, you had went and bought yourself a PlayStation 4. Yes, yes. And uh, while I was uh, in the process of buying that, I happened to stop by GameStop and realized that they had uh, Battlefront for $10. So I immediately ran out and found it for $16.99. Ooh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I went to a vintage stock, but I did find like a deluxe edition, so I guess it's got something extra. Uh, Some of the DLC put in there. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I only got it mainly because, oh, well, I I guess I can play that with Eric because in order to do the multiplayer, and this is one of the problems I had with the original, well, not the original, the EA Battlefront, uh, is there's not a whole lot. There is actually more to do on your own than I thought, but it is geared to be a multiplayer game so much so that you have to pay Sony extra money every month to play on their servers but most of the content is in the multiplayer but I'm hopeful we haven't gotten to to set up anything but I'm hopeful that with just two people we can do stuff and I know with the PlayStation 4 there is a setup where you can do like a virtual console where it sets it up where you're both like on the same console so I think we might be able to do some workarounds we'll have to figure that out now have you gotten a chance to sit down and play Battlefront yet? Yeah I've I've only played a little bit I'm afraid I'm, I'm a bit too Okay, well you kind of cut in and out there So I only got part of that Oh goodness Well, I was uh, just saying I've played a little bit of it uh, But I've been much too invested In Uncharted 4 lately Ah Well, I did sit down on Battlefront Because I, I, I didn't know how the multiplayer would work I was like, well, am I going to have to pay extra for it Or do they have specific servers Because the game is meant to be multiplayer So maybe they've got some sort of an exception to the rule There's no exception to the rule You have to do PlayStation Plus So mm-hmm. so I did do some so- the solo stuff Because I thought, well, let me see what this has to offer Because I was deciding if I was going to keep the thing or not uh, mm-hmm. And I have had some fun with it There's there's uh, quite a bit of, you know And I've been putting up videos Not on the Neverland Podcast YouTube channel but my personal youtube channel if you search for g-l-u-b-a-n-d glue band that is my personal youtube channel i've been posting some gameplay videos and i did a bit of a live stream a little bit also if you want to find me on playstation it's it's glue band 77 because i was born in 77 uh but so i did I, I did get to play around did some of the training missions which you can come by and play and i've been having fun after i figured out with the uh the ships you can lock on to a target and actually you don't have to start firing your lasers which overheat until it actually locks on but unfortunately and this is stupid to me your lock on system overheats as well hmm I, that bothers me. That seems ridiculous to me. What do I do? Overheat the computer uh, for holding the button down for five seconds so I could lock onto a target? What in the world? Uh, but I have been having some fun trying out some different modes. The survival mode is a heck of a good challenge. I've gotten through one of them. Uh, I, I, I almost finished a second survival mode. But survival mode is where you have 15 different waves of different types of enemy groups. And you're just one person on foot. But you can partner with somebody. And that's something I want to do with you, Eric. Is have you team with me and maybe we can get through these things. Uh, but you're t- going to take down... 
at ASTs on your own. Uh, and what got me on this one uh, where I got stuck is there's TIE fighters that fly down. While you're trying to deal with all this stuff on the ground, TIE fighters are coming along and just blasting all across the ground. And it's mm. it's a challenge, but it was, it's kind of a fun challenge. But there's not a whole lot of options otherwise. I mean, there's a there's a battle mode, like a skirmish mode, where you can have some, some objectives. Or uh, one of the modes is you're collecting tokens from every kill you make. You have to run out and try to collect a token, which gets really annoying because I'd rather just get the credit for the kill and not have to run out into the crossfire to grab these tokens that are dropped. So I do have some problems with some of the bad things they did in the solo, and this is what kept me from buying it when it first could come out, is all the problems they were having single player. So that was where we get now to Battlefront 2. Sounds like they could certainly use a story mode. Yes. And November 11th, 2017 is when this comes out, and I've been getting... Uh, apparently, at E3, people have been getting to go to visit a whole E3 thing and play Battlefront 2, and they're streaming video on YouTube, and all these people have been putting stuff up. We even got a gameplay trailer this week. Did you see all this? Yes, I did. It looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting for you know something that will you know give us this type of uh, immersion into the world of sort of the universe, rather, of Star Wars since. Um, uh, the 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 Force Un- Unleashed. Wait, is that right? Uh, yeah, the Force Unleashed too. I think was probably the last really big Star Wars game. I mean, there is the online uh, Old Republic, which is a lot of fun. I haven't played it without it a little bit. Um, I was getting back into it with uh, the real Brian, who might be listening. Hello, mm-hmm. Brian. Uh, I was playing with him for a while before we jumped over and started playing through Guild Wars again. Um, so if anybody's playing Guild Wars, uh, let me know. Hey, you know, can jump in with us and play. Um, I'm trying to play too many games at one time. I'm still trying to work my way through Mass <laughs> Effect 3. So, <laughs> and I have some other things on the PS3 I need to play with, too. Um, no, you know, I, I, I just bought myself uh, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, for the PS3. So, yeah, I'm still kicking it on that system as well. Oh, on the PS3. Okay, I thought you got it for yeah. PS4. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we are really living in a great time for games though yeah you know, here we have this wonderful content coming out uh that's star wars branded uh but you know we've had a pretty spectacular nudge nudge uh, uh look i'm not ready to go on to that future. game yet though <laughs> i'm still i'm still on star wars i'm still on star wars uh we we did learn i guess a little bit more information i mean yeah they did talk about in star wars celebration the single player mode that's actually canon and uh got a character's name it's like I think they're calling her Ida, something like that. Yeah, uh, that something like that. And you're going to pick up, of course, at the end of Return of the Jedi, and she's part of the Inferno Squad, which is like Imperial Special Forces. And mm-hmm. what they've been talking about is imagine that you're uh, with the Empire, and you don't consider yourself to be evil. You're just fighting for an I- ideals. And to you, like the rebels are like terrorists. I don't, know, I don't know if you know how you can label terrorists because terrorists kill innocent people. The rebels aren't killing innocent people. They're taking out Imperial soldiers. But you know, I digress. But that's what—that's the perspective they're trying to give you during the story. They're—they're they're getting to have you look at the rebels as this evil entity. But well, it's, come on, we—we we saw a rebel operative just kill a ship pilot. Uh, at the beginning of Rogue One. Well, yeah, it was it was him or they both die, though. I mean, I could understand. That was <laughs> a very true. James Bond moment, really. It's just like, you know, sorry, old chum, but 
You know, you, if, if I try to wait for you, you'll slow us both down. We're both going to die, but I can leave you here. They'll be distracted by your body, and I might get away. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I understood that, but yeah, it was really rough things. And I, I, that was some good stuff in Rogue One when they talk about the things he has he has done. It's like, I have to believe it's all worth it in the end. Oh, good. Such a good movie. But anyway. Um, now, uh, speaking of Iden, um, and, that, and that is her name, Iden, I-D-E-N, uh, Versio. Uh, her story not only takes place uh, during the story mode of the game, but there's also going to be a backup novel coming out called uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad, which is actually scheduled to be released about a month and a half from now. Oh, cool. Of course, I'm still trying to read the Ahsoka book. (laughs) (laughs) I had a bunch of comics I bought at the Planet Comic Con, and I just finally finished reading all these Spider-Man comics. So, mm-hmm. And now I've found some new titles. I like this uh, Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. It's actually really good. It's an alternate universe. Anybody who hasn't been reading this, uh, where you have Mary Jane still back with Peter, and they, and they have a little girl. Instead of being little May Parker who became Spider-Girl in a, in, a, in a weird alternate universe future timeline, they have a little girl named Annie May. So she's named after Aunt Anna and Aunt May. Uh, and she, of course, inherited spider powers. But Mary Jane has a suit she's worn. It's complicated from a you know villain called the Regent. That when she wears it, she borrows powers from Peter, and it's very. Uh, they've described it as being almost like the Incredibles. It's a family of all three of them have spider powers, and it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. And it's an yeah. alternate universe, and and you see Annie May make mistakes yep. and learn from them. Yeah, so I'm definitely recommending this book for. Look, I found a Spider-Man book I like. And there's a new one coming out, actually, the 21st. Uh, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. They're saying they're getting them back to a friendly neighborhood style. So I'm going to check that book out because anything not written by Dan Slott, I'm going to look into. So, um, But, yeah, we're going to talk Spider-Man here in a bit. How did I get on to Spider-Man? Oh, yeah, because I was talking uh, about the comics and I haven't read exactly. Ahsoka. Okay. <laughs> but the cool thing is this uh, Aiden is also you're going to get through 30 years all the way up into the Force Awakens era. Yeah, it's covering everything, uh, you know, that that period of time between the uh, end of Return of the Jedi and the beginning of The Force Awakens. So, you know, based on when this is coming out, I can't help but imagine we're going to learn a bit more about who is behind the First Order. You know, hopefully some more clues about just who Snoke is, how he came to power, uh, how he got to be such a huge hologram. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, there, there's there's got to be a lot going on. Uh, to you know, because this is canon, because there is uh, uh, definitely going to have some impact is to to what we see as Star Wars. And now, will, I, will it be linked to this uh, character they just called the Messenger? This guy in all red robes that has like recorded messages from the Emperor that starts Operation. Uh, do they call it Circlet? Am I something like that? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, that that's that that looks to me as creepy as all get out. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if it's connected to the beginning. Maybe that is Snoke. Is that messenger? Maybe. Maybe. I wonder. Ooh. See, now I'm actually getting excited for this game. When before, like the first Battlefront, after I played the beta, I was kind of disappointed because the original Battlefront games are, I love them to death. They were fantastic, and I really felt let down with the first one and you know still kind of do playing it i mean it's got some fun stuff and i've been having fun playing it but i want conquest mode i want to be able to set up my own battles with my own parameters any in any fashion that i want and just play it by myself versus computer players like i could before so i don't have to play online i want i don't want to have any features locked away from me because i'm not paying the extra money to go online 
Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do want to ask, uh, in the trailer that was released at E3, was there anything that really stuck out to you? Um, not particular. I mean, getting to see some gameplay and getting to see Darth Maul in there is playable is pretty awesome. And, uh, oh, yeah. And Darth I have been Maul seeing some other... Naboo. Yes, I've gotten to see a lot of uh, different gameplay things where you are not, even though you might be playing clones versus battle droids and you're going to be on Naboo, I've seen people playing Boba Fett in that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can mix up whatever, you know, it's it's like a toy box. Play it together with whatever mix you want, which is kind of cool. Now, some people might frown upon that, like, no, I want it to be believable. This could really be happening. But you know what? I don't mind a toy box. <laughs> I, I'll oh, have no. fun with that. I'm excited about it. You know, what What really grabbed me were the first three images. First, you see a row of, uh, of uh, First Order Stormtroopers. Yeah. And then you see three Stormtroopers from the classic trilogy Woo-hoo. with Darth Vader walking by them. And then it switches to the clone troopers. Woo-hoo. You know, and, and just, you know, the way that it was set up, I went, this is spanning everything. This is going to cover the whole saga. Oh yeah, maybe not the old republic, but still, uh, it's it, it's looking really good. And you know, I'm excited to dive into the original uh, uh, Battlefront that we have out now, just so I can get ready for this one. Oh yes, and we'll hopefully be able to play some stuff with you. And that's actually something I hope somebody knows and will let me know. I've seen there's downloadable content where you actually do have a space battle on the Death Star, but I wonder if I if I purchase that downloadable content, is that specifically for multiplayer or is that something I can play on my own in some fashion? I do wonder about this sort of thing because I would love to be able to play a Death Star level, but like I, I, if I'm not going to be able to do it on my own, it's not going to be worth me to spend any money no. on that sort of thing. So I, I really get bothered by the downloadable content because you and because one of the problems they had with the original Battlefront is everybody said that you paid more for downloadable content than you did for the game. And they are looking at for Battlefront 2 downloadable content. They're going to try to keep the price a little down uh, for you to get it. But I really would rather they just package it in the game and let you just pay it one time. Mm-hmm. You know, but oh, the, the downloadable content thing. I mean, you get a lot of cool stuff, but it really drives me bonkers. Unless when they have downloadable content, which is almost like getting a whole new game, then to me that's worth it. And there are there are very few times that I've actually went for it. Like Bioshock Infinite actually had some completely like almost like a brand new game that you could get. So sometimes it's worth it. Although like Resident Evil 7, I haven't gotten it yet. I have seen where downloadable content, you do get a bonus level things. But those are the same thing type of things I remember on some of the previous Resident Evil games that you would get when you just finished the game. It would unlock it and it was already on the disc. So having to pay extra for it is kind of like, ugh. Yeah, I, I prefer paying once. Yes. Let me pay once and I don't want to have to pay a monthly service fa- thing just to be able to play the game after I've got it. Maybe we're just, uh, that's our age showing. I don't know. Uh, just give me a good uh, Super Mario World. Yes. Which, as a side thing, did you happen to see there was a trailer for in Japan, the, the Nintendo Universe, uh, going in a Universal theme park? They had a little trailer that came out. Did you happen to see that? I, I, I know of the concept, but I have not seen the trailer. It was really cool. It, although you don't get to see like an actual park thing. It was it was, it mm-hmm. was just a little trailer, so I, I haven't really talked about it much here on the show. But if if that's what they're going to build, actually, in like Florida and stuff, I'm excited. That looks like a lot of fun. Uh, but it looked <laughs> very cool. But yeah, a side note. Uh, got anything else to add about Star Wars Battlefront 2? You know, it, it looks good. 
and you know, let's just hope that the gameplay goes along with the looks. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm gonna wait. I would like to get my hands on and be able to play with it a little bit and see what I can do. Uh, but I, you know. I, I, I really got a bad taste in my mouth after this uh, first change by EA because there's so much I, it could have had. I mean, it's a pretty package. It looks good. It doesn't play and how doesn't have well. It plays pretty well, but it doesn't have as many modes for a single player mm-hmm. as I should like. But I, I did notice that they uh, they did talk about fixing how you'd have tokens you'd go and pick up to, for your heroes and everything, and then the multiplayer people would camp near where those tokens would pop up and they'd grab it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battlefront Two, they have a new system why, based upon what you do in the game you earn battle points you use then those battle points to unlock if you want to fly a ship or if you want to play as a hero character you will purchase it with your battle points that you earned in that match so that definitely (laughs) fixes that problem and they did set up where you have four different possible type of characters to bring in when you die you can choose like a different mode you have like a a specialist a heavy uh things like that so you can be a sniper or you have heavy weapons or gbs tactical you've you've got choices now so Mm -hmm. they've definitely fixed a lot of things but i still have yet to see what all you can do besides a great story mode is awesome i love that but i want more from the solo player so i want to see all that before i really you know invest in that game uh, but anyways, let's go ahead and turn a quarter to something I thought was coming out a lot sooner, but I gotta wait till 2018. <laughs> but there was a gameplay trailer released for an upcoming Spider-Man game from Insomniac. See, I thought yes. when I I'd seen stuff before that this was gonna be released in in conjunction with Spider-Man: Homecoming, because every mm-hmm. Spider-Man movie has had a game, and maybe there's a Homecoming game coming that I don't know about. But that's what I thought this was gonna be. Turns out, no, this is a completely separate thing. And even as I've been finding out, this is an alternate universe. This is a 23-year-old Peter Parker. He's working for somebody named Yuri, which when I was hearing in the gameplay, when he'd say Yuri, I thought he was saying Fury, like Nick Fury. That would make sense. But no, it's some woman named Yuri. And we do get to see Mr. Negative, also known as Mm -hmm. Martin Lee. And we do see that Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, is involved. And we also get a little brief glimpse of Miles Morales. Uh, but apparently there is a reason for him to have the big white spider on his suit, which when I see it in motion, I, I mean, it kind of looks cool, but it doesn't quite look like Spider-Man with the big white. I'd rather it was a big black uh, mm-hmm. spider on there. Uh, but, you know, it's it's pretty cool looking. I, I'm, I'm still excited to check it out because it's a Spider-Man game and it is an open world. Uh, but you do it, it seems to function similar to one of the Arkham games which you now just uh, got Arkham Knight uh, but you have some stealth maneuvers you can do and it's something uh, I've been playing I don't know if you've been playing the like Amazing Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie tie-in games but they, they tried to get in some of the elements from a, from the uh, Arkham games to where some of the gameplay you could tell they were trying to be in that direction but not quite pulling mm-hmm. it off um, and they were okay games they're not great but I got them because they're Spider-Man games um, but looks like this time they may have actually found their groove where you can have some stealth things you can do some fun tricks with your webbing uh, and I really kind of like it uh, yeah. lo- lo- what I'm seeing yeah it, you know, to, to be honest you know, it, it's great that you brought up the, the parallel to uh, the Arkham games you know, like I said I've been playing Uncharted and I saw all sorts of parallels with Uncharted uh, with this preview you know, it looks like it's going to be that, you know, immersing you in that cinematic environment uh, that, you know, games like this can only do. So I, I am really stoked and really excited uh, to get my hands onto this game. 
Yeah, especially when you, you have, uh, apparently you have a few times where you have like a press button events or whatever, but we had mm-hmm. moments where you're catching falling items to keep them from falling on citizens with webbing, and yeah. at points you get first-person perspective, and you're, you got a left hand and a right hand shooting webs to catch a helicopter before it falls to the ground, and just, uh, mm-hmm. stuff and like that. To, yeah, getting the points on a crane to keep it from falling onto the crowd, oh, chasing yes. after a helicopter, pulling along a, a, a vault of some kind, it... Just, just the this game looks terrific, and I'm just so excited uh, to have the opportunity to play this one of these days. Oh yes, so and you know I'm gonna get it. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) it it, it's just a given. Jeremy will have to get this game because it's a Spider-Man game, even though it's got a dance slot villain in it. Did he create the character, or was that part of the brain trust though, that created Mr. Uh, Negative? You know, it could have been the brain trust, but it was part of the brand new day. Yeah. But it was, it was an interesting character, because, uh, you know, you'd have this guy who's running this homeless shelter, and he seems so nice, mm-hmm. and you find his other side where his colors reverse, and he was Mr. Negative. Yes, and, and I love the effect that they use to, to show the negative Yeah, side. it's looking good in the game. Yes. So, uh, speaking of some other Marvel games, though, this actually just was released, and I found a demo of it on the PS4, and I'm recommending it to you. I I was actually in the middle of playing it before you were able to come on. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh, Having some fun with it. Uh, It plays very similar to the classic Street Fighter series, except for you've only got a a light punch and a heavy punch type of thing, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but getting to play some characters that we haven't gotten to play as before. Uh, so far, I've gotten to play around with Rocket, uh, Arthur from the Ghouls and Goblins, which is funny. Oh. Is Rocket and, and Arthur are also very small, and their reach is yeah, terrible. Probably about the same size. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their reach is terrible, but it's still got the same fun tag team in there. You got Thor in there to play with, Chris Redfield, Strider. Uh, and the, the premise here is that, the, uh, that Ultron Sigma is merging the Capcom and the Marvel Universes together so he can rule them all. The only thing As is the Ultra Sigmas want to do. Yeah. The only thing is the Capcom universe is multiple universes really, isn't it? I mean because yeah, Mega Man say. X is in this, and but I mean they they shouldn't I guess, wouldn't think they would live all in one world. They're all different games, but for the sake of this game, they are all in somehow in the same world and somehow so but that's the premise. So far, all I've gotten to do is um, they, they've got a story mode that you could play for this demo. It's just a story mode. So you're basically beating up a bunch of Ultron bots and some Asgardians mm-hmm. that have been Ultroned, for lack of a better term. But I recommend this demo. Check it out. See if you like the game and go pick this game up because it's a, a pretty nice, solid Marvel title. Although I haven't gotten to see any of the characters from some of the classic old Marvel games like uh, uh, seeing uh, you know Cyclops and Wolverine and Spider-Man. I haven't seen them in this thing yet. So I'm I'm figuring they got to be in there somewhere, though. Mm-hmm. So, oh, but uh, you know what? A movie has just come out, and uh, I'm going to have to do a review for it. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Hey, a movie, yeah, we're gonna be a movie starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I were you people for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken. Oh, good. You are about to become the biggest brand in racing. Movie deals, infomercials, product endorsements. You think you're famous now? (laughs) We'll be rich beyond belief. 
Mr. Sterling, what is this about? Your legacy. Every time you lose, you damage yourself. I'm sorry. Your racing days are coming to an end. We can only hope that this race today wasn't his last. I decide when I'm done. How you feeling? I can't go out on the track and do the same old thing. It won't work. It's futile to resist change, man. You know what I'd do? What? I don't know. I got nothing. I am so excited to train you. I like a challenge. <laughs> I call you my senior project. On your mark, get set, and go! Whoa, 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 whoa! The beach ate me. Jackson Storm set a new record today when he pulled off the fastest lap ever recorded. How you feeling? Have you seen the latest record Storm's been setting? Have you given any thought to retire? McQueen. This is my last chance, Cruz. Last. If I lose, I never get to do this again. Don't fear failure. Be afraid of not having the chance. You have the chance. I used to watch you on TV. Flying through the air. You seem so fearless. I wish I knew what that felt like. You'll never be as fast as Storm, but you can be smarter than him. The racing is the reward, not the stuff. Storm's chances of winning are 95.2%. <laughs> All right, so joining me now is, of course, Pixie Heather, also known as the Windy Nerd, for a review of Cars 3, which uh, basically just opened this weekend. <laughs> yep, yep. So, although I got a pretty good preview there, and we talked about that, uh, I guess it's been a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, so now the film has actually opened, and as I've been saying uh, from, well, not from the very beginning, because that, that first one, well, I think I did say it could be like a Rocky movie, I think, uh, when it was, it was looking like it was going to have a darker tone. There you see Lightning McQueen wrecking there, and they were trying to show that this movie is going to be a little different. Uh, really, I, I had, though I had been thinking with some previous trailers that this was going to be like a Rocky movie, uh, and it is with a twist. With it, but yes, yeah, yeah. We'll just leave it alone. I, I don't want yeah. to spoil anything, but if you've been to the live tour, they did spoil something for you. Um, Haven't but, been to the live tour. Sorry. Yeah, you weren't at the live <laughs> tour. I was there, uh, but there is something that I, I kind of expected. And uh, basically, you know, overall, just to look at the film, at least from my take, and it is, it's Rocky Three and Rocky Four kind of rolled together a little bit. Because you do have where he's defeated and loses his championship. Uh, and uh, even the racing on the beach was reminded me of Rocky Three. And in fact, uh, racing for Dynaco is another car, car named Cal Weathers instead of Carl Weathers, who played Apollo Creed in the Rocky films. Uh, but this character does remind me a lot because he's very technological. Jackson Storm is a lot of Ivan Drago. The only thing is he uh, doesn't say that he must break Lightning McQueen. Uh, but yeah, this Lightning Storm, um, Lightning Storm, or lightning something. Storm. <laughs> um, yeah, Jackson Storm 
is basically the first in a new line of younger, more technologically and scientifically advanced racers that have better speeds, uh, better handling, you know, because car technology does advance. And so with that coming along, it looks like some of the older racers, including Lightning McQueen, are pretty much put out to pasture. It's pretty much the, the setup for the story here. Um, and yes, it does did look like it was going to be dark in those first trailers, but this... Although it's, this is not a great movie and it's highly predictable, you'll see the ending coming probably sooner than halfway through the film. You're, you're going to get an idea of where it's going. But it's a lot of fun getting there. Yeah, it's a fun movie um, and I enjoyed it. And yeah, you I mean, even me who I watched a, a ton of Rocking the Bond, like, oh yeah, like they're running along the beach. Like I get that. Um, and they do kind of... Kind of let you know this is a cycle that has occurred when, you know, you get a little bit in Cars 1 with Doc Hudson, you know, and so it's kind of like this is the, just the next generation where the older ones are stepping down and the newer ones are coming up. And so, yeah, that, um, it, it kind of it, it happens with with any sport mm-hmm. uh, that this sort of happens. Uh, and so this is basically Lightning McQueen's story of how to stay relevant. As you're getting older, which I guess I should announce my retirement and I need to get a new younger host because now I am 40. But yeah. no, I'm not leaving yeah. it. I just, I, I, I've, after, if I had already, hadn't recorded the intro to this show already by the time we had seen this movie, that would have been a very funny thing. Because uh, mm-hmm. it would have tied into the movie for those of you that have seen it. And you might have already watched this or you might be hating on and on because you're like, gosh, another Cars movie? Is this really going to be worth it? Really? Do they have to make another one? Because yes, it is a way to sell more toys. And there's a lot of new characters in there that kids are probably going to want toys of. But that's okay. There's some fun new characters. You're going to like all the little new characters and their small little bits. And we have some old friends in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc Hudson, uh, because I, I believe he was voiced by Paul Newman. I should have looked that up before I got going. But he did pass away. And so, you know, he's not in the movie, but that fits because he's Mickey. He's basically Mickey uh, from the Rocky films. And so, you know, I won't get into too far, but, you know, com- the, the comparison of like a Rocky three because Mickey does die and he's kind of on his own and looking for a new trainer. Uh, we do have that kind of happening. Uh, but I had a point to this. I, I don't know. And I lost it entirely. Well, <laughs> but but the... Paul Newman is not there anymore. And so you do. Yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that anyway. Never mind. Uh, I had something. I'm going to have to rewind and go listen to see what I was saying. Uh, one, of, one of the fun things that I enjoyed was the, the demolition race and some of the characters that they had for, for that. That was that was lots of fun, I thought, to watch. Yeah, that's what they showed, actually, and you guys got to hear the audio of uh, mm-hmm. with the Cars 3 tour was mm-hmm. this demolition race, although we didn't get to see the conclusion of the demolition race. Yeah, they were uh, very the smart about what they revealed from it. So there's yeah. stu- I mean, if you've seen a little bit in some of the things they've put out, you didn't see all of it. So when you go and see it, it's, it's, fun. it's fun. Yeah, and it becomes sort of a road buddy movie as Lightning McQueen has his opportunity opportunity if he's got to win one race if he can come back and win that race he can stay and he doesn't have to retire because he wants to choose when he goes uh and it's all about basically following your passions a lot and following your dreams and overcoming the fear of failure and facing the fact you know what it's okay to fail sometimes you got to take the risk to fail there was a lot of walt disney's ideas in here of go for it and, and don't be afraid to fail. Just if you're going to fail, then fail, but go for it all together. And just because you failed once doesn't mean you can't come back and try again. You know, if that's what you really want to do, you got to keep going. And, you know, sometimes you just have to come at it from a different angle because that's what, and even in my little five minute documentary, that's one of the lessons that uh, uh, one of the people I interviewed was talking about with Walt Disney's life. If you fail one way, you come back at it a completely different way. 
And we see Lightning McQueen. He basically says, I need to do something different. I need to change the way I've been doing things. Leads him on this big road journey with with Cruz Ramirez to go and find this new way. It's pretty much. And it's a fun ride. And uh, Cruz Ramirez is the typical character that's you, she's going to be annoying when you first see her. But they make you like her by the end. Which, well, as soon as she came up and she was annoying, I knew, okay, well, we're going to like her by the end. That's the way these shows work. So... Mm-hmm. So, you have any final thoughts you want to add in? Because that's, I think that's the entire train of thought I had. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's predictable. It's fun. Um, you know, I don't think it's as good as Cars 1, but it's good. Like, it's a good return. It's a good, uh, sequel to, yeah. to it. Yeah. There's a lot of the first Cars movie actually in this. And there is, yes. They tried to get right back true to form and even have a nice little, uh, music montage of Mac driving across with, uh, Lightning McQueen on board. You do have that in the beginning, early on. Uh, and, oh, so I know where my train of thought was before. It was, okay, for those who are thinking, is this worth it? A third Cars movie, is this nothing more than a way to sell more toys? And yes, it is a way to sell more toys. But this, you're going to have fun with this. I recommend, go ahead, go out and see it. If you want to see it in 3D, go ahead. We didn't see it in 3D. We just went to a standard. And it might be fun in 3D. Uh, it probably is. I, I don't know that it'd be that big a deal. It is a, a bright movie, so I think in 3D you, you wouldn't lose too much of it. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd say go ahead and check it out. You're probably going to have a good time. Your kids are going to love it. Uh, it's not like this deep thing. This, this, from Pixar having been so serious the last few movies, this is just Pixar having fun. And if you need a good escapist movie to just eat some popcorn and have a little bit of mindless fun, this is definitely a recommendation. Cause, you know, a lot of mindless fun usually is generally stupid. And this wasn't stupid. This was just fun. And that's it. I guess all that's we gotta it. say. That's it. Unfortunately, Michael Keaton is not back, but you do get to see Chick Hicks again. So that was, uh, but you could tell it's not Michael Keaton, but a lot of good voices that you're going to recognize, like Chris Cooper uh, plays a role in this, and it was kind of nice to hear his voice, and uh, you're also going to notice Nathan Fillion's voice, and a rather important character, which you're going to have a predictable setup for him as well. Uh, so overall, yes, we do recommend this. to Go out, have a good time. It's definitely better than that last Pirates movie, although that one was fun too, but it, it, that one had some bad flaws. This one doesn't, doesn't have really bad flaws, it's just predictable, but it's still fun. But see Wonder Woman first, because Wonder Woman was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Make sure you get there on time for the Pixar short that we expect. Let's talk about a little bit about Lou. Lou was a great short. Pixar always hits a home run with the shorts. This was not an... Yeah, although there are some people who didn't like Lava. I don't understand why, but there are some people who didn't like Lava. It wasn't my favorite short, but it's it wasn't cute. bad. Like, yeah. Y- you know... Um, yeah, but it's definitely worth coming to see Lou. Uh, brief synopsis is uh, the spirit of a lost and found at a, at a elementary school playground who uh, makes sure all the kids, uh, you know, all the toys are, are put away and kind of cleans up the things. Uh, well, uh, we'll leave it alone like that, but that's who Lou is. He's he's the lost and found. And it's kind of fun, the interaction between him and a bully who takes toys away from kids. And their interaction and the, the surprise twist that you get is very cute, very fun. I don't want to say any more, but this this is another good classic Pixar short that I think you're really going to enjoy. But so make sure you're there on time to see a few trailers because you will even see a little trailer probably for Olaf's Frozen Adventure because apparently we needed that in front of Coco. So oh, it'll be cute. I guess I just I don't I'm not that excited about it. I know. You're... Although I I like Olaf, but so we'll go. But I I'm I'm thought out. I'm long past thought out. I know. I know. So, but, but it, yes, it'll be cute. I'm sure it'll be. It it'll be cute. cute, and we're gonna wind up seeing it because I'm gonna I'm gonna go see Coco, and so 
Unless I want to show about a half hour late. Because this looks like trying to get back, you know, how Mickey's Christmas Carol was like a half hour thing in front of another film. I think that's what they're doing. This doesn't appear to be a short. This appears to be a full film thing. Because they actually did release a trailer, which I could play the audio for you, but I'm not gonna. Because I want to do something else for our trailer park, which uh, we saw a trailer for something else. And we'll jump into that right about now. All right, y'all. One more time. It don't matter what you look like. It don't nobody gonna sing with me. The Neverland Trailer Park. People think they got you all figured out. Based on how you look. But it's not that simple. Especially when it comes to me. I'm a little more... complex. Sorry I almost killed you! Ow! Who's my good boy? I had the perfect life. Until one day, all yours, little guy. Everything changed. There's been a mistake! Tina! Now I know when you look at me, you think big. You're ginormous! I can't wait to show you to the rest of the guys. They're gonna fertilize the yard. You think scary. <gasps> Who are you? I'm Una. I'm Dos. And I'm Cuatro. What happened to Trace? We do not speak of Trace. You think someone who can fight? I am here to select a bull. I'll take that one. Sucks to be you. I am not a fighting bull. Can you guys help me out? This is the beautiful horsey side, and that is the stinky bull side. Have a nice day, smelling terrible. Hi, <laughs> Hoofclaws. Hi, Hoofletter. Nina needs me. I'm getting out of this place, and I'm not leaving anyone behind. Best plan ever. Just do exactly what we do. <laughs> Do exactly as we do. Everybody in! Hit it! Wait for me! I've been waiting for this my whole bleep bitten life! Shot through there. Have you seen these hips? Get, get your hoof out of it. They're coming. We gotta do something, guys. One, two, three, Look at the cute squirrels. Ah! Hedgehogs! Alright, so in front of Cars 3, we saw. A trailer, although the the audio you just heard was a different trailer that actually was released here on Wednesday, uh, the, and it actually had a little bit more of the story. That, and the trailer we saw was a little different. But this is Ferdinand the Bull, which you might remember the 1938 Walt Disney short of Ferdinand the Bull. Or you might have read the book. Or you might have read the book. Oh, it's a nice book. This, however, is not a Disney movie. This is 20th Century Fox distributing a Blue Sky Entertainment. Now, Blue Sky. Why do we know that before? Are they the ones that have done Ice Age and stuff like that? Yeah. Why do I know Blue yeah. Sky? Okay. Yeah, Ice Age. I thought I was familiar with that animation mm-hmm. studio. But you actually have read the book then of Ferdinand. Yeah, when I was a kid, um, I forget which grandmother had Ferdinand the Bull. So as soon as I saw it, I was all like, yay, it's Ferdinand! Um, and it's a really cute story. And um, I, my only concern is when you take cute little children's you know, stories and you try to make like a full movie of it, what are they going to fill it with, you yeah. know? That would be my... So this could have a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
And I don't know, should I run down the story for those that are familiar? No, let's, uh, they've heard the trailer. We don't okay, have to run so down the story. We're reviewing a trailer here. Basically, okay. though, this is John Cena, which you might have recognized his voice if you're a WWE fan. Uh, and Kate McKinnon, which you might know her from that really terrible Ghostbusters remake. Mm-hmm. She was she was actually entertaining, though, in the movie. She was the weird, crazy person making the things. Yeah, you didn't see it. No, I didn't I, see it. I'm protecting your your poor, fragile mind from having to sit through and okay. suffer through that. Anyway, I mean, back to Ferdinand. Yeah. But yeah, so she's in it also, which doesn't mm-hmm. encourage me necessarily to, to see this. But uh, this looks like it's going to be cute and a bit of fun, mm-hmm. though, from what we've got to see. And from two, seeing two trailers now, since we just watched mm-hmm. one on YouTube. Uh, this should hopefully be fun, but yeah, there is the, the, the wonder of what they filled it in because, you know, there's been some Dr. Seuss movies where they took a short book and tried to stretch it out and it doesn't always work out so good. I mean, this looks like they are trying to keep pretty close to the, the book. Yeah. You know, with um, adding some extra bits. And yeah. The, well, you have to add a little bit, elements. a little bit in to make it, you know, a full, full length, but, um, you know, I think you guys are gonna gonna love it. It, it was the, the trailer showed it really well. Yeah. So hopefully this will be good. We'll keep an eye on it. This is coming out in November. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast.